Support for My Best Living Pod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped is taking the world and is now available in all of Europe, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Manscaped is trusted by 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. So you can get 20% off and a free shipping with the code my best living pod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code of my, my best living pod. Your balls will thank you for it. Welcome to another episode of My Best 11 Podcast. This week we are joined by Mark Pembridge. Um, Mark Pembridge started his career at Luton, um, then went on to Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, had a little bit of time in Portugal, in, in Benfica, uh, topping the tan up. Um, then Everton, Fulham, and um, is and we'll hear a little bit more about what he's currently doing um, at the moment uh, a little bit later on. He also pa- uh, played over 50 times for Wales, which I'm sure for a for a proud Welshman um, born in Wales, um, he's very, very, um, very, very humbling for him as well, and also very, very exciting. So we'll unpack all that in a little bit. Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks, Andrew. Fabulous, Marv, Marv, Marv. How are you, Andrew? This is you know this is one of the quietest people I ever played with in the game. Honestly, it is. So this is going to be really interesting. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, I'm glad I pressed record because it was just flowing. So that's a load of rubbish because the, the abuse and the banter was just going. I had to quickly press record. If not, we're going to miss half of this. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm still I'm still like that now, Mar. I'm still quiet now. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, excellent. So um, what we're going to do is those people who haven't listened to the podcast before is we go through Mark's um, best 11 players he's ever set foot on a pitch with. The idea being that he picks um, players from all those clubs um, and can also pick from Wales as well. Um, and as we go through, um, Mark will give us a couple of clues as we go through each of the team. And if you're listening at home or in the car or in the, on the train, you can try and guess who he's picked. So we'll start off, Mark. Um, by your formation, who? What's your formation, and what um, what inspired you? Was it David Pleat growing up, or was it who was it who inspired you to bring this formation? Um, I've got I've gone for a four three three to make sure that I all all the good players I've got um, all the good players I played with in the team. You know, I, th- I think I learned a lot from that from um, from early days when when Terry Orth was managing Wales and he had like Ian Rush, Dean Saunders, and Mark who was all all firing goals in for their clubs, like, you know, but obviously, you know, you couldn't play the three of them up front. So I think Mark Hughes ended up playing in midfield, you know, which was, which is unusual at the time because Mark was an out and out centre forward, you know, so, you know, just to make sure that you got his best players on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. So um, hopefully there's no square pegs in round holes. Uh, we'll find yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll start off with the goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Mark, so who have you gone for in goal? Like I said, just give us a couple of clues and see if Marv can. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was obviously it's the first position on the field, the goalkeeper, and I, I've looked back on it and I played with actually quite a good uh, few goalkeepers, like you know, um, obviously being at Fulham with like Ed, Edwin van der Sar, and then um, and then playing in Portugal with um, Michel Prudhomme at the time, who was 
who's Belgium's, you know, and, and got um, best goalkeeper in the, in the World Cup at the time, you know. Um, but then at Sheffield Wednesday as well, I played with um, with Chris Woods, who was in goals, who was who was England goalkeeper at the time as well. But um, I've gone I've gone for um, a goalkeeper um, that I played with um, in the national team, um, which is um, which on his day he was he was unbelievable. You know, even in training, like he'd sometimes he'd mess around and not use his hands like so he'd be diving and he'd be heading away or he'd be diving and he'd be chesting it away like and the boys still couldn't score like you know and I remember no, one of the boys drink. like every time every time one of the other boys one of the boys used to shoot and then when Nev used to when Nev used to save it he used to get up and he used to boot it as far as he can and he used to say go and get that he said because you're not good enough to shoot against me <laughs> I was gonna guess I was gonna guess it was him yeah. but you already just told us his name up. I reckon he's one of the most picked players so far. He really is. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. He was. He was. He was. He was sharp. He was very sharp on and off the pitch. Like you know, he was. Um, it was funny because when I played with Wales one game, he he got he ended up getting the bus driver um, to do the warm up with him and collect the balls. Also on the first day, he ended up collecting the balls for the goalkeeper and throwing them back. Like. And then his because he was his feet were caked in mud, like you know, his shoes were caked in mud, like so the next day Nev's bought him some boots and some kit, like you know. And by the end of the week, by the end of the week, Nev's Nev's got him in goals, like no one no one like to handle and they do four or five and then they swap over and the next one goes. He was in doing the handling as well by the end of the week. And he was fully caked, he was fully caked in mud as well by the end of the week. And all the boys are on the bus waiting, waiting for the bus driver to drive us back to the hotel, like. And he's getting changed out of it all his muddy gear to put his, put his gear back on. It's hilarious, like, you know? <laughs> I, I had already guessed it was going to be Neville Southall. Yeah. But I'm thinking, how, how old is he then? I mean, he was pretty, like, at his pri- like more than his prime when you was playing with him then, Pem, surely. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was He was, He was. was right in it there, Marv. I was, you know, I, I just joined the squad then, like, you know, on the back end. And, so and- did you get an early call up to Wales then? I played in the B team probably when I was about 21 and then and then from then then I went on the next squad I went went into the into the full squad like at home I'm lucky enough I'm well not lucky enough I made my um I made my debut against Brazil for the national team which is crazy and I bet Mar I bet Marv you couldn't couldn't guess what position I played I, bet I can go on then. I, and you and you was at Luton correct yeah time. yeah what, what? I'm gonna. I don't know what. It's just gonna. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Even though you was a great midfielder, running on from from midfield and scoring goals, I'm gonna throw yeah. in a left back. No, sorry, no. What sorry, did you Mark. play then? Go on, then. What was it? I played. I played right wing back. Oh, right wing. Who are you back? up against? Then? Right wing Roberto, back, Roberto Carlos or somebody like that. Who are you up against? No, I was no, he wasn't playing. I got I got Kareka. Kareka played up front, and I got his shirt after the game. Of course, so we we, end, we ended up beating them one 0 in Cardiff as well. So it was good, and I and I put the cross in for the goal. Went down the wing, Marv come back inside, put a cross in my left foot. Gary Speed at the back post heading down to Dean Saunders. One I was just about to say that it wasn't with your right foot you put that ball in. No, no, no way, no, no chance. <laughs> but no, but Nev, Nev was like, Nev was, Nev was life and soul. Like, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd keep on your toes on and off the pitch. Like, you know, fully, fully, fully professional, really professional on the pitch. Went about his work, worked really hard in training, games. And, you know, everything meant, you know, he was serious for everything when he got on that pitch. Like, you know. Good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. Definitely. Definitely. Let's move on then to right back. And I'm assuming you haven't picked yourself there. 
No. <laughs> right, right, right back. I've, I've been look. I've been looking, and I've not. I've not been blessed playing with like good, good fullbacks, you know, or 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 really top top end fullbacks, you know. Um, I played the boy. The boy I played with Wales with for a while, Mark Delaney. I thought who, who finished early due to injury and things like that. I thought he would have gone. He would have gone a long way because I think he had all the attributes. He was quick. You know, he was good in the tackle and he could run up and down all day, like you know. But um, I don't think you're going to guess, uh, Andrew or you, Marv. Yeah, but what of, club? Um, Give us a chance. Give us a ch- what club uh, was it? He was at. Yeah, I played them at Sheffield. I played them Sheffield Wednesday. I did. Um, yeah, I played them at Sheffield Wednesday, and then um, he did have a little spell at. Um, at I give you a good, really good clue. He played for Chelsea then as well. Oh, oh. got it. Romania. Romania. Yeah, yeah that's Romania. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dimit- yeah. What's his name? Dimit- Dan Petrescu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. He, he, he probably, he probably was at that time where you know these modern fullbacks now they like to get forward yeah. and and like to get forward more before they defend. Like you know, he was he was one of them. Like he always liked to go forward. He had a good engine. He always always seemed to get in behind and pop up and be in the box either crossing for assists or like even having shots on goal. Like you know, yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't at Sheffield long when I was playing there. Only probably probably half a season I think it was like, but. But technically, he was he was excellent. Like you know, I was, I was about to say that, Pem. Just looking at him back then, I mean, it's one of those ones where you say he was a little bit ahead of his time because technically, I remember watching. He was comfortable as on the ball. Yeah, he, he, he was, didn't yeah. panic, didn't rush, he even didn't get flustered, and and like you said, popped up with the odd goal every now and then. Yeah, but but engine wise, Marvin get up and down like all day long, like you know. Which is which is great in the fullback, especially in the modern day now as well. Like you know, yeah. and I think he I went mean, on. I think he was part of that Romanian team that finished third and in in the World Cup, didn't they? In ninety-four-ish, I think it was. Yeah, part yeah. part of the Blum brothers, didn't they? All dot their hair. Why? Yeah, they all shaved. They all shaved it first, didn't they? I didn't they know they all shaved, shaved it. First. it, it blonde, didn't they? I knew they tied it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So Dan, Dan Petrescu was he? Um, obviously, he's one of the kind of first foreign imports. Um, I'd say. What was he like in the dressing room? Because he always came across as very quiet, almost. Yeah, he, he was. He one. was. He was very quiet. Yeah, he was very quiet. He didn't really say what. When about again, another one that like worked hard in training. You know, when about he was like, he, his English wasn't great at the time, like you know. So you know, his his sense. Of, he, he seemed to have a dry sense of humour as well, you know. But obviously, he didn't really come through that much when obviously because of the the language barrier, like you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that was an interesting time at Sheffield Wednesday, of course, when you were starting to starting to come back and start to battle for things. It was a bit of a bit of a yo-yo in the Premier League for you, for you guys. It'll be interesting if you pick any more Sheffield Wednesday players. <laughs> interesting. Go, we'll move right. on to left back. Left back. Here we go. Right, I put I put this left back in. Um, not not a natural left back, but um, played played again in 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 Wales with me. But he, he did play at left back for Wales. Um, but obviously he wasn't he wasn't a left back, but obviously for Wales he was playing there regularly, like you know. And I think he's one of them you got you got to have in your team um just because he was um he's such he's such a team player on and off the pitch, you know. And um well I I wait I wait until you guess him first, Marv, because you should know who he is. I mean that he wasn't a left back. No, he wasn't a left back. He played Oh, I was going to say, I don't think you played with him. Um, again, I think you're too young. Bowen? 
No, no, Bo, Bo played at left back. Yeah, Mark, Mark did play in the left back at the time. Yeah, he was he was a good he was a good yeah. left back. Played obviously played for Norwich. Not that's when Norwich yeah. qualified for the for, was it the Champions League or UEFA for, Cup that time? Right. Like they had a good yeah. they had a good team and was up there for a it's while. Not him they? then, no, no, not no, him. not him. No, no, I think somebody um um probably what one club? of them. What club oh, did you play for? Um, I played for obviously played with Wales with him, but um, yeah. I didn't play. I didn't play at Everton with him, but he was at Everton. But um, pro- probably one of the most um, most appearances in the Premier League, Marvin. Oh, Marv, come on, no, Wales well, captain, Wales captain, Marv, captain of Wales, Giggs, manager. Ma- all right, manager Giggs. of Wales, Giggs, Giggs. No, he's for Everton. He plays for Everton. Oh, my, 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 mind's gone. my mind's gone now. It, 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 okay, Leeds, Leeds, Newcastle, Everton. Speed. Yes, yes. Gary Speed. God bless him. God bless him, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gary. Gary was Welsh captain and like it, it, it just suited him down to the ground. He was probably one of the best captains you could have. Um, always wanted him in the trenches with him. Always gave 100% in training. Hence why he played so many games in the Premier League, Marv. You know, room with him with Wales for a, for a, for a number of, for a number of times as well in the um, towards the latter end stages of it, like you know, and and fantastic. If you had any problems? He'd be like, "Oh, go and, go and speak to Gary. Gary, go and speak." And that's what captain was like. You know what I mean, captain was like, "Go and speak to the manager, the bar, Gaffer. The boys want this. The boys want that. Or the boys think this. The boys think that. What do you think?" And you know, he was he was brilliant like that, like you know. And he was very versatile. Like I mean, because again, I didn't even get. In playing at left back, I mean, now that you think about it, obviously he did. I mean, I remember him as a, a midfielder, a left midfielder, or a centre midfielder, or even like yeah. a ten sometimes, but never as yeah. And I think I think you know, especially when you got like you know, you got the team we had as well, Marv. You know, it's, again, like I said, it's making sure everybody fits in that team, like you know, right. yeah, of course. You know, you know, size size wise as well, he was good in the air as well. He was good at set plays. Defending set plays, attacking set plays. You know, we had a good leap on him, and he, he always scored a couple, always chipped him with a couple of goals in his head as well, didn't he? Very good in the air, very good in the yeah. air. Yeah, I mean, but when de- he took, definitely one, he... definitely one you want on your team. Oh, definitely. Did you have much to do with him when he um, became uh, the manager? Did you keep in touch? No, with him I didn't. No, no, I, I didn't really touch base him when he was manager. Um, obviously, he'd been at Sheffield United, and 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 Marv knows where I'm like Marv. I'm I'm very quiet and like. <laughs> You know, I don't keep in touch with many of the boys unless somebody rings me, like the meme off, you know. <laughs> oh, you're loving that? Yeah, because it, it, it's, it's true. And I was just, be- again, because you've mentioned two players from the Welsh. I want to just touch on that. I mean, because that's the connection that I was saying to Andrew at the start. It was, Luton was, just for some reason, was blessed with picking up these Welsh players, John Hartson, yourself, yeah. Terry Hughes, um, Paul Lewis, um, Jason Rees, Matthew Bowden, was it as well? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Nogan. Kurt Nogan, Nugs, yeah. Was there one scout who got all you guys? Yeah, there was one scout. Yeah, he was, he was actually living in Merthyr Tidville as well, where I am, a fella called Cyril Beach, who used so to he's play the, He's the here. one, sorry, Pam, he's the one scout that got all you players, what I've just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, what an yeah. eye! Yeah, yeah. I think he, he going back, going back. Obviously, I think he used to play for Hereford. Like you know, he was always he was always out watching games. He'd be always ever and like he, you know, he was like I think he was about seventy odd, seventy one, seventy two, and he was still he was still out running five or six miles every day. Like you know, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, he'd be he'd be all, he'd be at the games, all the games. He'd know all the players, like you know. And but he used to um, well, we used to love going up there, Marv. Every school all day, like I mean. And, I, and it's funny when you when you spoke about it because Johnny spoke about exactly the same thing. Get on the train, come down. And yeah, you used to turn up and <clears throat> it became yeah. a bit like, well, we like used, Christmas. Go on. Yeah. Oh yeah, but obviously John used to get on the train in Swansea. My old man used to drive me down down to Cardiff, like and get the Monday morning train about ten to five. Just so as we could train Monday morning, like you know, and then I'd be down there, and then obviously Cyril Beach would be down there as well, like, and he'd be going right, right. When you get on the train now, make sure you look after little John. He said because it's his first trip, and John gets on the train, and I'm I'm bigger than John Arson <laughs> at the time. I think he was only about he must have only been about eleven-ish, Marvin. I think eleven or twelve. Unbelievable. It was, young. It was very yeah. young. Yeah, tw- about twelve or thirty, something like that. But it was funny. But I, again, at the time, what was where were where were the Cardiff, the Swans? I mean, because for you guys to come all that way, I mean, what leagues were they in? Because I'm thinking, surely on your doorstep, I would be exactly. absolutely fuming if I've lost Hartson, Pembridge, Reese, um, Nogan, um, yeah, Hughes, Hughes. All that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny enough, funny enough, Marv. Do you remember, I tell you what? Another one. Remember the goalkeeper, Mark Walton. Yes, well, yes, yes. I still speak to him. Yeah, Mark Walton, another one. He went to Norwich, us. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, his, his old man, Ronnie, he used to he used to he used to train us as like our club team, Georgetown Boys Club. And in the end, then he went he went to Swansea and he was um he was Swansea under 18's manager. Really? So he must have had a connection in there somewhere, like you know. Yeah. Because I think you ended up um I think Steve Jenkins and Jason Bowen went down to Swansea because they were from Merthyr as well. Because he used to he used to teach them in his in his Georgetown Boys Club, like you know. Okay. But growing up, there was no reason for you to go to Cardiff or Swansea. There was no kind of instant connection with the area. No, there wasn't. No, and then obviously, like I said, when I was I think I first went up Marv when I was about thirteen, right. and then played the game, and then as soon as I signed fourteen, they asked me to sign schoolboy forms, and I said, yeah, no problem, like you know. And, and I was saying to Andrew as well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you recall, even though as a club, like we're not seen as a massive club, but Luton, we were in the first division. So I don't know what leagues Cardiff and Swansea might have been down in the old fourth division for that. So it yeah. made sense probably that you guys would come to us because I mean, we were in the, yeah. what you call the English Premier League now. Yeah, yeah. It, and oh, it used to be great, Mark. He used to come up, spend a week up there and he'd always look, he'd always look to see if, if, if the first team are playing home on Saturday when you're going up half term and things like that, like just so as you could stay behind the extra dray and watch your first team play, like you know, I mean, it'd be brilliant, like you know. Okay, centre backs, centre backs, centre backs. Um, again, um, gone for this centre back, England international centre back, Marv. Very quick, used to sing a song about him as well the, uh, at one club, and you never beat him. Oh, Played with him at yes. every Wednesday. He's been on already, Andrews. I think he was on. Oaks' team as and mixed team as well. Yeah, he was. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Desi um, unbelievable. Desi Walker. Yeah. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Like knew knew what he was good at, knew what he wasn't so good at. Good at winning the ball, and then it was like, there you go, give it to somebody else who could play. Like you know, whether it was like give it to John Sheridan or give it into Jim Magilton or something like that. Like you know, yeah, you're the yep. ball players. I've done my job. Now it's on to you. And like he he was rapid. He was rapid, like you know. Because you must think, have played him at the back end of his career. Yeah, he was just 
he was still, well, yeah, he was about 33, I think, 33, 34 yeah. at the time, I think, at Sheffield Wednesday, but still still blessed with pace, like, you know. And I, and I think that's what a lot of people do recall, him having that pace, but, like, yeah. he, he couldn't just just have pace and be an international. He, he was a good out-and-out defender. If you watched yeah. him closely, yeah. he was a very, very good defender for him. And I think, a, yeah. yes, it helps with pace, but he was a very, very good defender. There's only there's only one piece. Uh, I always remember, Marv. There's only one person to beat him. I know who you're going to say. Yes. I know you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He played, played for the Adams. Yeah, Lars, Lars, Lars beat him over the top, didn't he? Yeah, got in that the scored. That, that's what we. That, that's what I've said. I've mentioned that before. I'm thinking, <laughs> whoa, rapid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thinking, everyone must have thought in the crowd. Oh yeah, what are you doing? No one beats Des Walker. And literally, he started <laughs> yeah. going away from it, didn't he? Lars, he did. did. Yeah, yeah. Went down the channel and scored in his left foot, didn't he? <laughs> Great goal. But yeah, Des, Des, like, Des would come in, Marv, on a Friday morning and he'd, I, he'd have a cup of coffee and he'd go, um, gaff, it was David Pleat at the time, and he'd come in and he'd go, um, Des, you're training today? And Des would go to him, um, Gaffer, do you want me to play well tomorrow? And he'd go, yeah, of course I do, Des, yeah. Well, he goes, I'll just have his cup, I'll just have his coffee. He said, grab another one and come out and watch. Is that what he said, really? Yeah, yeah. And then they'd have to get somebody else in. If we're doing a bit of shape and all that against the youth team, they'd have they'd have to like put somebody else in instead of him. He's standing aside and watch it. He's training on Fridays. But but see, for me now, that's fantastic man management by David Pleat. Fantastic. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, but he like, couldn't. He couldn't disagree tennis. with it, Marv. But it's a Friday. I mean, realistically, what did we do on a Friday? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a lot. So it, it, a case of like steps, like causing an argument. No, you're going to get changed yeah. and you're going to be out with us, Des, and all that. No, it was just. Yeah. But you, but like I said, Marv, you couldn't argue with him because come a game on a Saturday, nobody could beat him. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, did Des Walker put across? Because didn't Des Walker play for Sampdoria? Didn't he play abroad for a while? Yeah, or, he did. My yeah, imagining that. Did he, did yeah, he bring he did, a? Yeah. Did he bring any of that kind of continental way kind of? I know they were way ahead of the Premier League in terms of um, what they ate, what they did with their body, etc. Or is that a prime example what you just said of? Kind uh, of I think Des. I think Des. Des was straight down the line. Like you know I mean, Des would be straight down the line. This other right or it's wrong, and yep. and he always gave me one bit of advice. He said. If there's two people running in the box, okay, don't run in between the two of them. Just pick one of them up. That's all you can do. You can only pick one person up, like yeah. Yep. But, but he was. Nah. Oh, Des. Des was. Um, Des was unbelievable. Obviously, you'd like love to have seen him in his prime as well, like you know. But obviously, he was still rapid, and he wasn't the best ball player. You know, passing it out, but he'd win the ball and he'd pass it, and he'd pass it simple. He knew he knew what he could do. Or if he didn't, he put it in the channel. But he just done. He just done the simple things really well for me. But that wasn't what the role of a defender was back then. Yeah. It wasn't to Def- pass and play the ball. Were, it wasn't defenders to do an were defenders, like, you know. Yeah. Talking of which, who's your next one? Next to Des. Next one was, um, again, an- another another Welshman, Marv. <laughs> International. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play, played played club football with him as well. But I bet you can't guess the club I played at with him. I will um, say it is probably going to be Derby. Yeah. I bet you can't guess who it is. I mean, I'm see that this one name. I'm just gonna say it. Kit Simons. No. Oh, was he? He was at Derby wasn't he, as a player, wasn't he? Kit. No, he wasn't. No, Kit wasn't. No. Bit, a bit older than that, Mark. When I first started out, he was. He was. He, he, he'd won. He'd won league championships. Captain of his club. Cap. Cap. 
captain of the country as well. Mark, I mean, Mark. And, and old school, got... Bob, old school. Played, 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 in the, played against Luton Town in them semi-finals. Down at, down at, um, was it semi-finals? Um, oh! What, in the Everton games? In the, yeah, know? yeah. Radcliffe. Yeah, Smarv, yeah, you Radcliffe. got him. Radcliffe, Radcliffe. Kevin Radcliffe. Good work, at, at the time, top of his game, he was. Great he, defender, but didn't know, didn't know, played at Derby County with him. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. See? I mean, your knowledge is poor, Marv. I tell you. Yeah, but I picked the, the club right. The run a football <laughs> podcast, Marvin. I, 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 I know, I know yeah. how he. I know how he works. Even though I haven't spoken to him for all these years, right? He goes, "You'll never get the club." And I'm thinking it's not going to be Benfica or Everton. I'm thinking it's going to be one a club. See, reverse psychology with Pem. I got the club. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying Kurt Simons, Marvin, never played, never played for like Derby County. You're right. You're right. I mean, I am human. I say it proves I'm human. I do get things wrong sometimes. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think Kev was like Kev was one of them. He was he was again he was coming as I was starting to come into the Welsh squad. He was like obviously finishing, but experience wise, he was he was really good. Like you know, you know, we, you could see he's been he's been around for years and years and years. Like you know, and was a, was yeah. a really good defender. Like you know, and you think that Des Walker and and, and Ratcliffe will work well together? Do you? Are they? Um, I'm I'm not I'm not too sure because they both both left foot two left footers, isn't they? But I've had, again I had to get them in the team, like you know. Is is there a left footers club, by the way? That you have to stick together. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be. Because you're, so no, you're so rare to find. Because you're so rare. There's a couple of right footers coming into it. Is it is it yeah, I'd say half my team's left footers. Yeah, a lot of them are left footers. I didn't even I know say. Des Walker was naturally left footed. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, he always played in the left side, left left centre back, didn't he? What are you naturally, Marv? I'm both. You're blessed with both, Marv, aren't you? Yeah, I'm both. I mean, again, it's a straight... I don't know if you're the same, Pem, but I really was comfortable. I'd rather pass the ball with my right... If I'm trying a little, like, 10 yards, 15-yard pass and yeah. I want to punch it into someone, I'd rather pass with my right foot. Now, if I'm going to go down the line or reverse a little yeah. drill ball in, I'll use my left foot. It's weird. I don't yeah. know if you're like that. Similar to that. Oh, no, no. I, I just love my left. I just used my left foot all the time, whether it was short or long or whether it was zinged in or anything. <laughs> Your right foot's there just, just to stand on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that's why, Pem, I say players like yourself and there's Preci, like that's they're even top, top players more than me because at least I can use both. You didn't even get yourself into a position where you didn't like have to use your right that's you manipulated the ball cleverly enough that you could always use your left so that's a that, yeah. in my opinion you're always a better player like yeah. i had two feet you had one foot yeah i usually if i had to like if i had to do a tackle or something like that i was tackling like more than anything else maybe like you know but the, the, the left foot was a wand we'll come up to it later on because that that the villa game that that, that villa goal stands out for me <laughs> that's it but anyway let's move on <clears throat> Yeah, we'll move on. What we'll do is we'll pause there um, yeah. after finishing defence and we'll hear a short ad break from our sponsors. And then when we're back, um, we'll hear the rest of Mark Pembridge's um, My Best 11. This week, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped is a company that provide lots of manscaping products for below the waist needs. They also provide lots of different types of moisturisers, deodorants and anything that will make that part of your body smell absolutely beautiful. We at My Best 11 have been given a code. Use My Best 11 Pod um, at Manscaped 
com, and they will give you 20% off and free delivery. How awesome is that? We'd love to thank those guys for joining us for our podcast and sponsoring us. And we also want to say your balls will thank you for it. Okay, we're back for part two of Mark Pembridge's My Best Eleven. So far, we have uh, Southall, Petrescu, Walker, Radcliffe, and Speeds. So we're moving on to midfield, where uh, Mark went for four-three-three. So start where you wish to, Mark, wherever you like. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in this as well, aren't I? Yeah, you can do. You'll be the first yeah. person. Oh, okay. Oof. All right. No, I won't. I won't put myself in there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought. I thought we had to put ourselves in there as well, like you know. So, Pem, well, that's Pem, fine. I'll have to. You I'll have to think. To. I'll have to. If you no want thanks, to, you Marv, start, I won't do no. Start with somewhere else if you want, and then you can come back to the one. If you still want to put yourself in, that's great. Okay. Look, we had Daishi. We had Daishi on, and yeah. he would have. He said, "Marv, you know, I know he would have put himself in the team, but he didn't. He would like to have done, but he didn't. But you yeah. put yourself in. No, I can't. I can't put myself in the team team with some of these, Marv. You know what I mean? <laughs> But start going and start on start somewhere Let's else go. then. Okay, my four three three. I got a left midfield player, Marvel, who, who again um, didn't start his career in midfield, but finished his career in the centre midfield. Yeah. Um, again, another one from the national team. Marv won yeah, numerous pretty amounts easy of this one, isn't it? titles. Yeah, it's got to be easy one, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Giggs. Ryan Giggs. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Again, um, a player player Marv that was really quiet. In training, in the in the yeah, in the training dressing rooms, really quiet. But when he spoke, Marv, everybody like everybody like sort of like stood to attention, like because he never often spoke. Like you know what I mean, and like <laughs> I remember where was he playing? We was playing. He was playing in Italy one game, and um, and he he's coming, and like it's the first time I think I heard him heard him really swear. Like he went, he went, he come in, he went, sick boys. He said, get the ball. He said, and put it in the channel. He said. You got a centre back in up there, he said, who's like 30 odd. He said, can't run, he said. Just put it in the channel, he said, and I'll run after it. It was Maldini. Who <laughs> was coming to the end of his career, Harvey, you know? But he was he was one of them, he was one of them gigs. He was like very quiet, you know, didn't didn't really exert himself in training, but when it came to matches, like he was you just give him the ball. He was one of them. You win the ball, bump, you give it to him. And you, we always said to him, like, you know, don't go don't go mad chasing the ball around, you know, obviously tack in, drop back into positions, like, you know, because when we won, when we win the ball back, we want you to be fresh. So, bump, when you give him the ball, he could go and do his bit, like, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was in the squad. I, one of my first early games, I was in the same, I was in the squad with him as well. You know, we probably, like, came through the squad round about the same time. I would think I got in the squad two or three games before him. And then obviously then and when he came into it then like you know he was a force to be reckoned with like you know. He came into the squad after you. Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a couple of years older than him, Marvin, about two or three right. years older than him. So right, he again, was only sorry, go on, I was gonna say, but again, being at the club what he was, he was still quiet. He didn't I mean, I don't think anyone would anyway, like coming in at international level and be give it the big one, but still He's he's coming from Man United and he's joining the squad and you and he's uh, very humble. Would you say? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Marby. I, I used to room with him in the early days because we were both young and I know uh, we used to tell you he's put it together in the same room. And uh, he he turned up one game and he said to me, he went, oh, he said, I got a new car. He said, I got a Jeep. He said, I brought it down. He said, when he driven it a couple of times. I said, how long you had it? He said, oh, I've had it about like five or six months. What do you mean if when he drive driven it driven it a couple of times? He said. 
he said, I can't, I can't drive it to training, he said, because if the manager found out he said I had a Jeep, he said he'd probably think it'd be big time and told me to get rid of it. <laughs> so what did he drive then into training then? I don't, know. I, know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know, Mark, but he, obviously by then, Rob, he was in, he was probably getting in the first team, he probably had two cars like, you know what I mean? But, but again, he's in this full squad and he's still, I wouldn't say scared, but like he still had that respect for, oh, for Ferguson yeah. not to drive a yeah. Jeep into, yeah. <laughs> into yeah. training. I, th- I think I think they all did, like, you know, but Interesting. again, again, when we was coming through the back end of it in the Welsh squad, you had like, you had like Mark Hughes in there, Neville Southall, um, Kevin Ratcliffe, you know, and then you had like Eric Young, Mark Bowen, David, all proper season pros, like, you know. You know, when I first got on the squad, Peter Nicholas was still in it as well. Re- Nick wow. Gray, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick was still in the squad when I first got in it, yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What's it like? I mean, what? Um, just take, kind of take us through. What Particularly, I mean, most people guess what happens during the day, but, I mean, you guys are held up there for what, a week, spending all the time in hotels away. Is it pretty much as soon as the as soon as the lights go off, you guys are kind of in your rooms, just playing computer games, playing cards, that type of thing, or is there much socialising? Yeah, or... but is there is there's a lot of socialising now, like especially early on, two or three days before a game, like he'd leave us go out and play golf if we if we had buggies and things like that, or and then maybe like the last couple of days, especially when when we was down in um, the Vale of Morgan, we'd go up to we'd go up to um, Ponty and go to the cinema in the afternoon because it, it never used to be busy up there in the afternoons. So on a Thursday, say we played on a Saturday, a Thursday and Friday after lunch, we just got there and go to the cinema rather than rather than be stuck in your room, like you know. But so it is was, it a case um, of just finding entertainment for yourself almost? Does it get boring in a way? Even though you're um, yeah, the proudest it moment of your life, kind of thing. Yeah, it can it, it can it can do because obviously you're in your room or you go go down and you know some of the boys say, oh, "I'll come down for a coffee at like." five o'clock or four o'clock otherwise you're stuck in your bedroom and, and things like that or there's a table tennis table out in the corridor boys used to bring like the bowling balls and other real small proper bowls but like about that big so you play them in the corridor or just to pass like just to pass time away more than anything else and then you know if I had an afternoon then I'd go up and see my parents in Merthyr I was I was lucky enough to be like only like 30 minutes up the road from them like you know so every now and then I used to go up and see my parents because then you don't really get to see them over the season my dad used to come up, like, you know, my dad used to come up and watch me play most games. Prem, I've got an interesting... Well, I think it's an interesting question. The, the England squad is very well mean, documented that there was these groups, these cliques. The Chelsea were with their groups, the Man United with their group. What was, and the Arsenal's with the Arsenal's, like, players stuck together. Was that, like, the same thing with Wales? But, or not? Was no, it like, never. It was never. It, it was be. never. We was, we, was all, we, was all, we was always happy to meet up and... You know, we'd all go out if we, you know, if we got down there Saturday night and the game's not till the following Saturday, you know, boys would go out and have a few beers all together. And it, it was it was probably a known thing that, like, the, the minibus would leave at, like, half past nine on a Saturday if they were going out for a few beers, like, you know. And so everyone would to, mix so, together. So, yeah, everyone. unbelievable, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be, like, it'd be, it'd be a good, like, it'd be a good 12, 14 of us, you know, with... Or, or whoever could get down there. But, like, I remember, <laughs> I always remember, like, Mark Bowen saying, I won't be playing away, I won't be playing away when we're going to meet up with the Welsh squad because he's not going to make it from Norwich down to Cardiff in, like, after the game within two or three hours, like, you know what I mean? 
So he was open. He was open. He was playing in Manchester or Aston Villa in Birmingham or something like that, like, or even right. in London, just to give him a chance to get down, like, you know? That shows everything, though, the fact that people are busting a gut to get there early. Do yeah, you know what I mean? That's the we, we, we always used to get down there and then, then we'd train on a Sunday or, or it was a cool down or whatever, like, you know, and then boys would have a game of golf in the afternoon on, on Sunday afternoon, you know? Yeah, and then get to it on the Monday. Well, yeah. So let's, go, let's keep going on the midfield. Um, right midfield. Yeah. I've got a player that, that um, was probably one of the best players in British football. Um, I played with him towards the end of his career. Would have loved to have been, been playing with him or played with him when he was at the height of his career, because even when when he'd lost half a yard of pace, his brain was still three or four seconds in front of everybody else. Was he a striker? No, he wasn't a striker. He was a midfield player, Mark. I know, but I think he's trying to push people, trying to push people in. I bet Andrew's I think thinking was the, the same, same as you, <laughs> Dean Saunders. Was he thinking of Dean Saunders? No, no, I was thinking no, Mark Hughes. I played, I, I, played Hughes, at, I played at Everton with him. <laughs> he played for Wales. No, I didn't play for Wales. Played for England. Oh. Played for uh-huh. England. Oh. oh. I want to dig this one out. Is Go it on Barmby? No, it's not Barms, no. Oh. I played with Barms. Barms was at the height of his career at Everton and did he play in the English squad and got in, got, in, got in the... Um, okay. In the... I'm going to chuck a curveball out here because I can't remember the exact dates you were at Everton. Gaza. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, wow. Absolute, absolute legend, absolute legend. He was, was um, like I said, when he got to Everton, he'd, he'd, he'd probably come in from Rangers. I think it was Rangers at the time. I think. Yeah, Walter Smith. Walter, Walter Smith must have bought him with him, didn't he? Yeah, Walter Smith bought yeah. him in, and you know, you could see on the training pitch, he'd be flicking balls on corners, thinking, "Where are you?" Like expected to be there, and like you're there about two seconds later. Like you know I mean, he was he was one step ahead of everybody else. His his brain was like constantly working, constantly looking, and you know, really hyper, like really really hyper, like but could, could not keep still at all. Had to be on the move all the time, doing something. He'd be like, he'd be at the he'd be at the training ground, and the groundsman, the groundsman at the training ground would be in the gym, and when everybody gone home, the groundsman would play like head tennis, Marv. No, like no, like the back of. Kenworth Road down the bottom. Yeah. He used to have a little one set up in the corner there, right? And one of the groundsmen was called Robbie Gillespie, and he used to play. He used to play like, but Gaza Gaza seen him play late one day and joined in with them. But because of the walls, Marv, you know the walls are like, and he bouncing off the walls and all that. Yeah. Gaza started joining in, but Gaza wouldn't leave until he beat him. And I think I think he's saying to the groundsman, "Look, I've got to go home. Like I've got to go home to my wife. It's like half a six, and he's still he's still." He's still at the training oh. ground trying to beat Gaza. <laughs> trying to, Gaza's trying, still trying to beat him. <laughs> he was bonkers. Bonkers. And um, well, we come in one day, Marv, and he'd, he'd bought a table tennis table and he put it in the gym and in the, in, in the, in the grass bit, in the dorm bit, like on the indoor. And you know, he, he's just got people playing table tennis, like up to 11, like, you know. But he was, he was unbelievable at table tennis, like. Really? If, if, yeah, oh yeah, he was, nobody could beat him. Like he'd, he'd be there, he'd be there for ages. But if, if, if you lost six nil to him, he'd have a traffic cone, and you had to stand there and watch the next game and put the traffic cone on your head. So if anybody come in, you know, he's beat you six nil, <laughs> and things like that. Like you know. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, did, remember, so did he command? How did he command respect from you guys? Was it was it what he did on the pitch? Ah, oh, yeah, he was, he was, he was fully clued in of everything. Like you know, he's brilliant on the pitch, Br- oh, brilliant off the pitch, brilliant on the pitch. 
you know, life and soul really like I but you couldn't you couldn't leave anything for one second within his sight, like you know what I mean? Because he'd take like if if you had your bottle of water and you go into the toilet, he'd he'd have taken the top off your bottle of water and he'd he'd have tipped some like um some aftershave in it or something like that, like you know, and put the lid back on and things like that. But he's just like you just you had to be alive. But there was, there was always one thing. If you took his phone off him and his his phone, he'd go bonkers, like you know, because that's the only thing that kept him kept him like in in with you know his phone was his everything, like it was his life, like you know. And it was um, you take a phone off him, he go bonkers, like you know. And he go, he, no, I'm not messing up, I'm not messing up. Give me my phone, give me my phone. But I remember, I remember once as well. Now the kit man was going down to Goodison, and um, I'm not sure what happened. I think right and. You know, you know these old kettles where the where the whistle blows. Yeah. You know when you take it off. Right. He's got one of them. He's he's gone upstairs in the kitchen. He's taken the the whistle off off the kettle, and he's gone and jammed it up up the kit man's exhaust pipe outside. Right. So he's gone down to Goodison, and like the quicker he's going, like the louder pitch the whistle is. Like it's going. <laughs> and he said like, and when the kit man come back, he said, "Are you this noise?" He said, "Whistling noise." And when I got the traffic lights, obviously the whistling had stopped. Then he said, I started revving my car, he said, and he was going. <laughs> <laughs> but when he came back, as I told him what he'd done and he couldn't, he couldn't get it out. So he had to get somebody to come in and replace all his exhaust pipe for him on his car. <laughs> yeah. But that's what, that's what he was like. He was like, he was crazy. Like he's brilliant, but absolute fantastic to have in the dressing room. Fantastic to have yeah. in the dressing room. Oh, he would be. He would be. We could talk all about that, Gaza. Let's let, put yourself let's, back in or not. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> this last midfielder. This last midfielder now. Is it you or not? No, it's not Marv. No, it's not Marv. It's not. Um, played with. Um, let's have a look. Because uh, I got to change it now, Marv and I. Because I did that myself, and so I got to think of one now. Back yourself, Back yourself. No, no, I can't. No, Marv. Pem, Pem, Pem. Let's just let's just get it like. Uh, if I was picking my 11, I've already said it, I would be in defence, in midfield, and up front. I'll be playing in all three positions. <laughs> I would. I'm telling you now. Now, I tell you what, Marv, I'd put one in there. I'd put one in oh. there who was, who, um, so who I played with. Um, there's, a couple, there's a couple of midfield players, as it happens. Um, but I'll, I'll go for this one because he probably didn't, you know, whatever, when I was at Everton with him, he was... Um, he was a good player. Got transferred to Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, oh, got him. Got him. International player. Really good. Really strong player. Um, technically he- quite good. Good engine up and down. But like, but um, Gravison. Danish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gravison. Tommy Gravison. Yeah, yeah. A big, strong, really, really robust. Like you know, and difficult to shake off the ball. Like you know, scored scored the odd goal or two as well. But um. I think um, he went to Real Madrid. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what he's doing. Somebody tells me now he's a he's a professional gambler. gambler. That's correct. Yeah, he's a professional in, in, gambler. He's in Vegas, isn't he? He's, yeah. And he, wow. But as someone said, also said that he got involved with a, some company and he he sold it for millions. Yeah, you heard that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like made a lot of money from it, but also I can't remember what other podcast it was. I was person was talking about him saying that he just literally did what he wanted he's like they, they, he was playing in midfield with Thomas he said next thing yeah. he'll see him on the left wing he'll be on the yeah. left wing and he'll be just doing whatever he's whatever yeah. he wants and and not being yeah. in the middle where he should be he'll be on the left wing he goes no 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 I'm, I, I'll stay here you find me here and all that stuff he was saying yeah. he literally did what he wanted he, he was a little bit like that he was a little bit like that but 
again, again, nice, nice enough character. Like I remember him coming from Denmark and he brought all these fireworks over and set them off at the training ground in, in Everton and all like all the houses are on Belfield on the training ground, all the alarms are going off, like you know. So he said these fireworks stand, make sure you stand 25 meters away from these fireworks and all that, like you know. <laughs> he set them off on, on he set them off obviously on 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 bonfire night, like you know. <laughs> And you just mentioned in there that, yeah, he went to Real Madrid and that just leads me into my next question for you about you played abroad, um, yeah. big club as well, Benfica. Yeah. I mean, I know it was like a little bit short-lived there, but I mean, the experience, I mean, if I had the, uh, the opportunity, I would, lo- would, would have loved to have gone and played abroad, but what was it, was it, I mean, what was it like being able to try and make a career over there? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time over there. I'm glad I, glad I went over there, Marv. Um, you know, I only spent a year there, obviously, due to, like, um, manager being sacked at the time and a new manager coming in. And, obviously, football politics and he doesn't want the British players because he wanted to release, you know, sell us back to England, get some money to, to get some more players in, you know. But, um, obviously, a different outlook on Portuguese football to, to, obviously, British football at the time. Oh, at the time... Everything's hustle and bustle in the, in, in the Premier League at the time, like, you know, and everybody's like that. But Port- Portuguese was like, Portuguese football was a little bit different. Like, the defending third and attacking third and the middle third, sorry, was like more of a build-up and sort of let you go. But as soon as you got in that final third, it was a little bit sharper, like, you know, a little bit sharper and quicker. And, um, you know, the, the opposition teams would always, you'd always get... You know, if you keep putting pressure on them, they'd always give you a chance. Like, you know what I mean? But um, I was, I was injured. I was injured a lot when I was over there. Marv. I didn't. I think I only played twenty odd games. Right. I struggled with a calf injury over there. Like, you know. So the biggest rivals for Benfica would be who? Sporting. I'd be Porto, Porto, and Porto, oh, Porto. Sporting. Sporting was like, only just up the road. Like, what's you know, what was but, the um, biggest like? The biggest derby like ever in Liverpool then compared to in Portugal. Yeah, it'd be Porto, Porto, Benfica, Porto, ben, Porto's in the north and Benfica's in the south, like you know. And um, yeah, that was the biggest rivalry, like you know. But, um, so would you I mean, say that going over there made you? I know, I know, you already, I know, or every club you go to makes you a better player. But do you think it added something different to your toolkit that you'd have got if you'd have got a transfer to another Premier League team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think you know, they technically. At that time, you know, because the build-up was a little bit slower, you obviously had to be technically better, you know. So yep. that them ball, them balls that you'd be fighting for in midfield, instead of it being a fight ball, you just take it, turn out, and switch the play or something like that, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it over there. And I had, a, had a good season over there, and unfortunately, it came to an end. You know, the back end of it, I was injured for for a lot for a long time with my calf. That's my calf problems probably first started when I was over there, you know, but um, oh, I'm delighted to go over there, you know. Um, I think the club was 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 financially not great at the pre- at the present time. Um, there was there was a president there. Who's, I think I think he's in jail now, Marv. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in jail or was in jail for a, for a period a long period of time. I think you know. But um, it was it was funny because when when we got there, we sat in the dressing room and there was about there was about thirty players in there. So we all sat in there and the, the secretary come in and he goes on the change room and he go you 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 the president wants to see you. So you say to one of the boys, what, what's going on there? He said, oh, he said they they they'll all go out on loan now. They'll just go out on loan and this is a squad. It'd be like twenty two players in the squad and that and that was it for the season. So. Obviously, Graham Sooner's got the sack. 
And then we played at the end of the season and we didn't know what was happening. It was Talk West leaving and all that. All, all the five, there was five British players there. There was me, there was me, Michael Thomas, um, Gary Charles, Scott Minto, um, Brian Dean was there for a while and, um, and Dean Saunders were there as well. So we, we thought we wouldn't be there. I thought we got sold during the season, in the off season, like, you know, so but we've had to go back three seasons anyway. So first day back, we goes in the dressing room. And all them players are sat back in there again. But then, again, sure enough, the secretary comes in. And that's what happens on the first day. You just go in, sit down. You, 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 you. President must say, everybody else, just go on for that day. That was it, for the day, first day. <laughs> it's like a really bad attempt at the playground, where you're picking your team. It was bonkers. Team. It was bonkers. But this, this second season when we went in, Mav, he went like, you, you, you. And he went like this, you, 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 you. But to all the British players, President wants to see you. So we goes up, we goes up to see the president, and he said, um, "Did you bring you, know, you all in one at a time, or does he do it all together?" Um, no, he, he pulled, he pulled us all in, all the British ones. He pulled in together, and he went, oh, "I think it's best." <laughs> he said, "It's best you leave and all that." He said, and he started naming the clubs like he got, "No, Saunders, I have Bradford for you, and Charles, I have West Ham for you, and Pembridge, I have Everton for you." And he got to Steve Arkness. He went, "Steve Arkness, I have Blackburn, Blackburn." And Archie went, Rangers. He went, yes, I have Blackburn Rangers for you. And the boys are like just <laughs> laughing their heads off. Like, you know what I mean, and he went to Michael Tom. He said, oh, Michael, no club for you yet, he said. So maybe we, we come to agreement, he said, like, you know. And that was it for training for the day. So we goes, we goes in the next day and we go to get our kit like that. And the kit man's like that with a big black bag through the, through the, through the little window. You're up there training with the kids. Off you go. All of you. Had the five of us, yeah. So we couldn't train. We trained by ourselves for about well five weeks to start the season. What? That's yeah. unreal. Absolutely yeah. unreal. Yeah. But there was how, more... did you... how did you feel? But you we knew we were going, like you know, and we were up there, and there was more cameras up there taking pictures of us and filming us than what it was with the actual first team that was preparing for the start of the season, like you know what I mean. So, Pim, you all knew you were going, but who, we couldn't, I mean, there's no way did it work out that every one of you left on the same day. Who was the last no, one? No, no, we to... didn't. No, we didn't. Um, well, I think Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas was there for for the season, Marv, I think. And I think he got into, I think they stopped paying him in the end. Yeah. Oh. The president stopped paying him. I think Michael, I'm not sure if Michael, obviously, I think, well, he did. Michael did take it further. He, I know we, I think he got the PFA involved and everything else, like, you know, but I didn't think it ended, ended great, like, you know. And you were, I know, and you were gone when, how long did it take before you went to? I'd gone in, I'd gone in, I left, um, I think the Thursday before the season started on the Saturday. So we was there good, we was there good five or six weeks, but he wanted us, he wanted us out of the way. Like he said, well, I'll go on holidays. He said, down with the Algarve, like, you know, and Dino, Dean Saunders is clued in. Like he said, no, nah. he said, we need to be trained. He said, you need to provide, under contract, he said you need to provide facilities first. You need to provide a trainer, pitch, and, and everything else. Like you know, so but we we just had we just had three or four week, four weeks off, and we said we need to be training because the club we go into, we need to be hitting the ground running and we need to be fit. Yeah, yep. You know, we can't we can't have another like four weeks off and then go to a club and not train for like eight weeks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> anyway, but I, I enjoy I enjoyed over. I, I would have been quite happy to stay there another. Another couple of years, no problem at all. I think, I think, was it, um, was it Yap Hinkes? Was it the, I think he just won, won the, won the European Cup with um, Real Madrid and then got sacked. And I think he came, he came to Benfica manager then, like, you know. <clears throat> but, but it was Sunis who, who took you, Sunis. 
Yeah, sooner I went over there with Graham Sooners. Yeah, I was I was out of contract at Sheffield Wednesday, so I went over there and free transfer him, Marvin. You know, and he that, that was that was only the second year of the Bosman thing that came in, like you know. Yeah, and, and how's your Portuguese? Yeah, not uh, it's not very good. It's not very good. Obviously, obviously, Catherine and um, and we had my daughter there, Marv. Um, Bethany, obviously, she was one, like you know, so it was full time looking after her more than anything else, you know. Fabulous. So let's go on to forwards. This is going to be interesting. These forwards, we should get these. I'm thinking, surely. Yeah, you should. You should be able to get them off. Come we'll on. see though. There might be a little spanner in the work somewhere. Go on. Um. Okay. Three forwards. Um. Obviously, you can guess one of them played at Everton with him at a young age. Big dunk. No. He's Scottish. No, he's, no, he's Scottish. Played, he's played for England. Played for England as well, Marv. Had a couple of caps for England. Scored a couple of goals for England as well. Oh, yes. I yes. think I got it. Go on then. I'm going to throw it out there. Kevin Campbell? No. Oh. Hold on. Say, say your clues again. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I'm getting a little bit confused. He, 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 was, he, was, he, was, he played for Everton. He was a youngster at Everton. Yeah, played played a couple of played played for England, scored scored some goals for England as well. Wayne Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just Come suddenly realised he said oh. that very coy that he said scored a few goals. I thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne was Wayne was just coming through. Um, I remember him playing in a reserve game over in Widnes, um, and I was just coming back from injury. And I was playing, I think he was playing Sunderland. <clears throat> and he was like, <clears throat> he'd obviously just come from school and he's got his blazer on, his shirt and tie and everything from, from school. And he sat in, he sat in the, like in the dressing room and he's like, he was like 15 at the time, I think, like, you know, he played up front and the ball went over the top. And because, no, because like you've got the rugby lines on there as well, as well as the football lines, the ball's gone over the top and it's gone over the top far, so far, like all, all the Sunderland back four stopped running thinking like, Nobody's getting on the end of that, like you know. <laughs> sure enough, he's gone down the wing and everyone's going, Whoa, that like you know what I mean. He was 15. he was rapping at the time, but physically, Marv, he was like he was like a man then, like you know, like a real robust type, strong character that was hard to knock off the ball, like you know. But again, really, really quiet, went about his work really well. And that's all he wanted to do at a young age. You know, it's like Marvin, a young player, you just want to play football. You don't want you don't want all the politics implications that come with it and all the things. Just somebody else sort that out, sort the contract. That's all I want to do is go out and train and play football and score goals and hit the back of the net. So, so everyone was more or less even before that game, Pem, within the club was talking about this young lad coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what what done it obviously played in reserves then, and I think he was he was it was that year he had a good he scored some really fantastic goals in the in the youth cup run, like you know. I think he scored one against Villa, one against Tottenham, whereas he smashed it from 35 yards to a free kick. And he's hit the ball, he's come back to him, he's chested it and volleyed it. And you think to yourself, like, unbelievable, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What age was he in the first team? Or it really started to be yeah, around was, the first team very early? I know he yeah, was 16. He was, uh, yeah. But you said when yeah, he was 15, were they trying to integrate him early? Were they trying to integrate him early, do you think? Because he was yeah, so they, good. They did, they, did in, they did integrate him early as well, like, you know? And obviously everybody knew knew Wayne was and things like that. Like I always remember sitting, we were playing Southampton away, and we after about twenty minutes we were like we were up against it a little bit. Like you know what I mean? And I was sit, I was sub, and Wayne was sub as well. I think it was one of the first first or second time he'd been on the bench. Like you know what I mean? 
obviously I was mm-hmm. where was I and I was 30, 33-ish, something like that. And, and like we were getting battered a little bit. The crowd, the crowd are quiet, like, you know what I mean? So I said, come on, I said, let's go warm up, like, you know what I mean? No win, no win. The crowd will go mad a little bit to see Wayne, like, you know what I mean? And then they might get behind the team a little bit, give the team a little bit of, you know, a bit of a jolly up, like, you know what I mean? To get behind them. And he went, no, 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 no. I said, come on, out you come, let's go. Come on, go warm up. Sure enough, we got out, we ran down the thing. Fans are going bonkers, aren't they? Obviously, lifts the team end, and the boys are like, boys are right, and they're playing because the crowd are going wild. So they see Wayne, like, you know what I mean, running up, warming up, like, you know what I mean? That's what it was like, though, you know. That, or it gave the players a kick up the arse because they realised, hang on a minute, all the fans want, all the fans want to see this kid, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Who's, that. Was it? I tell you what, it was like that, Marvin, in Benfica as well. Or like in the stadium, there was one chair in the ground on the side. Nobody else sat in it. It was for one man and one man only. Yeah, mm. nobody else could ever sit in this chair. Yeah, and every time if the ball went out and he got off his chair. To knock it back, it was on the side of the pitch. The chair was because it was like a moat round the round the pitch, and the the wall of the moat, the chair was on the wall of the moat, and he'd sit there and watch the game. Like he wouldn't be there every game, but every time the ball used to go off to him, and he used to get used to get off 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 the chair to knock it back to start the game, he'd get the biggest cheer. He'd get the biggest cheer of the stadium. Like I mean, all of everybody be up in their hands, be clapping their hands. Like I mean, it was just a bit above. Okay, he had his he had his he had his own chair in the ground. On the side of the pitch, and he, he's just sitting there. That being wow. unbelievable, unbelievable. He used to come in as well. No, no, on our day, on our day off as well. He used to come in. He used to come in the club. Say like next day, you have like massages, and there's a sauna in there. There was hot tub. It was you know just go in and have a massage and things like that. He'd come. He'd come in as well. He'd come in. He'd sit with the boys, getting getting the jacuzzi, getting the getting the sauna, have a rub with the boys, and and. Just like, just talk them, and it was almost like a mentor type thing, like you know, and just talk them out of the game and things like that, like you know. So, do you think he, was he employed by the club? I think he was, Marv. Yeah, like an ambassador type person, like you know what I mean. I know because the away mean, games he used to go, he used to go to away games as well. You know, if he was playing, you know, if he was playing over in Europe somewhere, he'd be on there and he'd be, you know, because like the fan base the fan base of like Benfica was bonkers like everywhere you go there'd be thousands there like you know and whether you played in in Finland or Holland it'd be, it'd be packed like you know and obviously some people don't get back to Portugal they don't see him and he always used, used to be there just to come out on the pitch or walk around and say hello to the fans and things like that like you know unbelievable that's, that's fantastic isn't that great and you yeah. I mean you rub shoulders with him and then anyone uh, who knows the game of football, like he's an icon in the game, yeah. especially at Benfica, and and it's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. legend, absolute legend, Marv. Funny, brilliant. Wow, <laughs> that would be awesome to meet him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's keep going across the front line. Right. Okay. Well, the next person I've got on my team. Uh, I don't think the Everton fans would be happy. Um, big, big game player. Always, always scored in the big games. Give him one chance. Score, score. He'll always score a goal for you. Um, Saunders? No. Ian Rock. Always go. Big game player. I hope he doesn't mind saying, probably one of the worst trainers I've ever seen. Oh. And he, Welsh International. Wales International. Scored loads yeah. of goals at Wales. Yeah, Ian Rush. Yeah. 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 Just, worst trainer ever. Oh, one of the worst trainers. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. One of the worst trainers ever, Mark. But again. Has he managed himself or is he lazy? I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know. He was just one of the worst trainers. Like, but 
come the game day, he probably won the fitness on the pitch, running around chasing defenders down, and then he'd get one chance. All of a sudden, he's, he's in the six yard, he scores. Gets one chance, scores a goal. Always scores. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But he's won everything. Well, won everywhere, yeah. played everywhere, won everything. Yeah, rapid. Absolutely another one that's really quick as well. But prolific goal scorer, one chance, one, you know, you know, we got in, you know, we score yeah. all the time, like, you know. A top player, by the way. I mean, I'm just thinking about your team. The, the contrast, like, I mean, you've got Rush and you've yeah. got... And I was like, look at, I mean, I would have thought you was miles too old, right, to have been playing with Rooney and miles too young to be playing with Rush. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think, Marv, I come, I, I come into it, you know, in, in, a, in a period of time where, where it was, it, football probably changed a, a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That old school type player into the, into the new, starting of the new generation to where it is today. You know, and we, you know, we was probably right in the middle of that, like you know. So you see, in the end of like people like, like I said, Rush, Saunders, Kev Ratcliffe, Nev, um, Eric Young, Peter Nicholas, you know, coming to the back end of their career like that, like you know. And then you've got the new blood coming through, like 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 Giggsy coming through, Rooney coming through, and things like that, you know. But Aaron Ramsey it, for Wales, people like that, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, right, crazy. You're right. it's crazy, like, you know? Right in the middle of it, yeah. you are. I mean, it's like, when I'm thinking of forwards, I'm thinking, right, Pem, yeah, like, Rush wouldn't be on my radar whatsoever. Yeah. Rush. Yeah. There you go, Marv. See you. I told you, Marv, yeah. I'm older than what you think, Marv. I told you, I'm just, <laughs> just doing 50. <laughs> I know you how easy was How easy was um, Rush to pick out? Was he? Did he help you when you got to the Wales team? Obviously, kind of, it wasn't towards the end of his Welsh career, but it was, it was definitely pushing on. Um, did he help you kind of when you got to Wales a bit more maybe and learn other things as well? There was, I think there was, there was a real tight-knit group when I got there, like, you know, um, obviously you had Mark Hughes, Dean Saunders, Ian Rush, you know, Barry Orm was just coming through as well, who was, um, and obviously Gary Speed was in there as well, another relatively young one, and then you had your old heads like Dave Phillips, Mark Bowen, you know, so again, they had a, had a, had a good Good mixture of the team and the, the, the togetherness in that was, was really good. And it was just—it's a shame we lost out on that on that last game in 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 the qualifying to Romania at home, you know. Because like I said, Romania went on and finished third in the World Cup, and we yeah, you know, we were, yeah. we were you know Paul Bordy missed a penalty at the crossbar, and like they've gone down the other end and scored and made it three two. Is two all at the time. We missed a penalty. They've gone down the other end and scored three two, and there's like five minutes left, and it's five ten minutes left, and. Game's done, you know what I mean? Mm. We needed a win. So, but um, yeah, it's a shame we didn't qualify because I thought we had a good good mixture of good balance and a good mixture within it all, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, um, and that had been one of the few tournaments, of course, for you guys. Not- yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially, especially back then, you know, and obviously today, you know, they've done fantastic, haven't they, to qualify wow. for the... For the tournament. Well, they, they finished third. Was, was it third in year or not? Was it third in year 2016, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Coleman done a fantastic job with it, you know. Obviously, yeah. just following on from what, what probably what Gary Speed started, like, you know. Yes, yes. Very sad. So we'll keep moving yeah. across to other central, other centre forward, yeah. last last player in the park. Last last one. Very, very eccentric character, Marv. Um, played with his art in his sleeve. Um, played with him at Sheffield Wednesday. Yep, got it. Played for a number of clubs. Come on, Marv. Played in the Premier League. 
West Ham, played for West Ham. I wouldn't tell you where else he played, Mark, because you get it, it'd be too easy to get then. Um, go on, Andrew. No, go on, go on. He likes he likes people people in our colour shirt. He he maybe yeah. goes like that. He likes pushing the ref, Marv. He likes pushing the ref. He wears a black shirt. Di Canio. Di Canio, yeah, yeah. Canio. Paolo Di Canio, yeah, yeah. Like, Look at that front again, forward line. I know. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, though, you, you know, I'm a minority between between him and and Marcus, Dean Saunders. Um, probably when I was in Portugal, Joel Pinto at the time, who was in the top of his game playing for Portugal. Like Yao Pinto's in it. Joel Pinto. Who else was there, Marv? Um, Where did Figo start? Where did Figo? Yeah. Did Figo start at, at um, Barca? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think he might have started. Um, I'm not sure where he started. You want to see? But anyway, going going back to Kedekanyo, I mean, again, the 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 quality which yeah. he had was yeah. scary. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, we had we had at the time, Marv. I think we had um, we had him and Carboni up front, the two Italians, and then we we had such a strong um, midfield, hard work in midfield with like. Um, Myself on the left, we had Guy Whitnam on the right, and you had Peter Atherton who would tackle anything, and then you'd have Jim Magilton and who could who could pass it like you know. So we had a good we had a good mixture in there, like you know. And every time we got it, we just fed them two and them pair would go and do their bit, like you know. But the Canio, he, he could like he could do things, boom, like that. And every time he got in, another one that's another one that scored, like you know, all the time, scored for fun. Actually, quite quite a funny character off 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 the field as well. <laughs> and I'm guessing he must he's, he's quite a, an emotional guy by the yeah. looks of things because um I mean everyone's probably seen the 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 footage of when and it makes me laugh. I cry yeah. with laughter when he's like <laughs> getting booted right and he's getting like brought down and it's yeah. a foul. And he's in the box. <laughs> he got brought down, and, it's, and the ref saying he slipped. He's turned around to Harry Redknapp and gone, "Get me off! Yeah, I want to come off. Yeah, I want to come off." <laughs> I tell you, Marv. Right, I tell you a story. Right, we played on a Wednesday night at Watford um, in in an FA Cup replay, and I, and um, I think he got I think he got sent off or, or got booked for <clears throat> for saying something to the linesman. I think it was. I was on a Wednesday and we were playing Leeds away on a Saturday, which is a big game for Sheffield Wednesday. Leeds was a big, yep. a big game. Like, so he comes in, he comes in on Friday. We have Thursday off, comes in Friday. We're training, I think, two o'clock in the afternoon. So he comes in like with his with his suitcase, with his like small suitcase on wheels, as he would typical like Italian style. Like, I mean, brings it in and he looks, he sits down, puts his kit on, hangs his hangs his thing, kit up, uh, his gear for the next day up, and then. Gets his track, gets changed, and sits down. Gets the paper, looks, oh, turns it wrong at the back of the paper. Big headlines on the back. It says, Paolo, I can't defend you, or something like that. I think it's like Ron Atkinson saying he can't defend him from what his actions were on Wednesday night, like, you know? And he's looked at the paper like that and he's gone, He don't back me? Oh, that's okay. I don't back him. He put the paper down, Marv, right? He took, he, he took his training kit off. He, put, he, he didn't say a word to anybody. He just put his. He put his gear back on, pulled his suitcase with him, and the only way out, he waved like he waved back like that. He went, "Good luck tomorrow, boys." I'm gone. <laughs> went and went home. Did, he went home. Did, he did. And what did Big Ron say then when he come in? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know we'd gone home. He didn't know we'd wow. gone home. So we got on trains not there. We travelled to Leeds, and 
I, Ron, Ron used to have, because um, Ron used to live in Worcester, I think it was. He used to have a driver um, called Bobbo. He had, they had to send Bobbo round to his house. And he said, no, no, I'm not coming up, he said, till, till he apologises. So he's got Bobbo at the house now and wait, taking, bringing Paolo up Saturday morning up to, up to Leeds. So, no, no, I'm not coming, I'm coming till he apologises. He needs to back me, you know, he needs to back his players and da 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 in the, in the end, he's in the car and he's come up to Leeds about like he's got the cha- he's got in the dressing room at like Arpas one on a Saturday afternoon and Bobbles drove him up from Sheffield. Unreal, <laughs> in bonkers. But that's that's the sort that's the sort of character he was, Marv. You know. But again, like I said, it's I don't know what game it was he was playing for, but the ball got crossed into the box and he caught it. He caught it and he yeah. stopped the game because I was someone playing was that game off. I was playing that game. What, it was against Everton. It was Paul Gerrard. Yeah, he caught the ball. He, yeah, like, stop, stop. Look, look, yeah. Look. yeah, he did. Yeah, I was, I was playing like him. I was playing for Everton. Yeah, yeah. I think like, what's he, what's he doing? <laughs> and to be fair, like you know, you know, the Everton crowd, like a like good set of supporters, proper old school football crowd, right. like they all clapped him and like appreciate what he done. Like you know what I mean, because it looked as if Paul Gerrard was in a bad way. Like you know. Yeah. I mean, again, it's really nice. Of you. Yeah. Um, just I want to quickly to talk about one of your clubs where I mean when I I mean you came into the team Pem and, and we did mention it earlier on I mean the, the Villa game um, where you scored that volley was that did, did we work on that I can't remember did we work on that or was it something that you just we just we just did on the day I can't remember no I think it was our first win it was our first win away from home wasn't it was it our first win away win remember we couldn't win away we couldn't win away from home that's why I went. I remember it so, uh, but I mean, yeah. no, it wasn't like just a loon, but like you was really, really, in my opinion, quiet. You're so quiet. You hardly said a word. And then you got that move to Derby and it was like, I knew it was Arthur Cox who signed you, but I knew it was a case that because of your engine, you would get goals and you probably had your best scoring spell at that club. I mean, I'm not sure what the record was. It's something like 30 odd goals in hundred and. When he, there's a lot of goals yeah. there anyway, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, I scored. I scored. I think I scored double figures for the three seasons I was there, Marv. And I think the last season I was out for about four months of the season, like with knee ligament injury, like you know. So and I was, I was quite pleased to be in double figures for the three seasons, like you know. But what was it? I mean, was it was it a way that Arthur Cox told you to play? What made you score a goal, or was it something like it just happened um, for those three seasons? I think, but... I think it just happened. I think we were real. You know, when I was at Derby, we had it was a real naive, not so much naive. We, we we were all young, enthusiastic, all wanted to score goals, all wanted to get for, forward. So as much as we used to score goals, we used to concede goals as well. Like you know, so I think I think if we'd put that team together, maybe three or four years later, after we've all, you know, I think Tommy Johnson went to Aston Villa, um, Paul Kitson moved um, to, to Newcastle uh, oh, and Newcastle West Ham. You got Craig Short moved on to Everton. You know, myself and moved off to Sheffield Wednesday. You know, and there was a lot of players. I think Gary Charles moved to Aston Villa. You know, there was a lot of youngsters in the team at the time that that you know, if we'd have stayed there, I thought we might have might have done might have done something there. Like you know, definitely. So, Andrew. So we'll move on to who's your manager? Who yeah. who's the who's the mm-hmm. manager who will lead this team? Oh. Who's the best manager you've ever worked under? It doesn't necessarily. Oh, I tell you what. I'm going to say I'm going to be a manager. Managers, managers. I've worked under Marvin. I've worked under some really good managers for all different reasons. You know, um, you know, 
when I was at Derby, Arthur Cox was, was a really good straight down the line, good motivator. You know, you knew exactly where you stood with him. And, he, you know, there's no, it was, it was either right or wrong. Like, and, you know, he was, he was right on it all the time. Like, you know, I think he ended up, he had, he had a slip disc and he, he, that was for a long, long time. Like, you know, and I think he was, he was ill at the time of the back end of time I was at Derby, like, you know. Yep. And um, obviously when I was at Derby, obviously David Pleat took me from, from Derby to, to Sheffield Wednesday. And then Ron Atkinson came in there after, after him as well. It was a, he was a big character as well, you know. He was a good motivator. You know, he he he'd say to you like, if he wasn't, you know, to the boys that wasn't playing, yeah, you boys knocking, yeah, knock, you know who you are. You knocking on my door, yeah, yeah. You got your chance today. You know who you are, yeah. Don't come knocking on my door Monday, yeah. You got your chance, yeah. Show me, show me, you know. And he was he was very much like that, like you know. Um, and then obviously, obviously when I went to Portugal, then you got had Graham Souness for a while. You know, yeah. it was it was it was much old school, but he was like the Liverpool way, like just all small sided games or bigger games, and just get it and play. Like you know, obviously when I was at Luton, when we played on the plastic pitch, Marbot Luton, when I first got in, and Liverpool booked it to train on a Friday afternoon. There, I used to stay behind them. Used to stay behind and sit and stand like in the corner and watch them train. On a Friday afternoon, and they just play five a side, like, and they'd be pop, 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 you know, all over the place, like, you know what I mean? And you think to yourself, like, that's what that's what it was like in, in Benfica as well, the training over there, like, you know. And obviously then, in, obviously Walter Smith at um, Walter Smith and and David Moyes at, at, at Everton, like, you know, yeah. two, you know, David Moyes just coming from Preston, just making making his way up up the ladder, whereas Walter Smith was established and established Premier League manager. Uh, Premier League manager, but established manager, obviously in Scotland, and won loads of titles up there, you know. And uh, yeah. it was it was funny, Marvin, because I'd be like, I'd cross the ball in on a Saturday afternoon for Mark Hughes to score, and then two hours later, I'd walk two or three hours later, I'd walk through the hotel down to the well squad, and he'd be shaking my hand as the manager, welcoming you as the manager. Sat down with all his staff and all that, and he's the manager. <laughs> so it was funny, like you know, so teammate, teammate, and then like three hours later, he's my manager playing for Wales. Crazy, like unreal. But like, yeah. Which manager are you gonna choose? You'll go this one name. Oh, there's What's only one. Marv, there's only one. It was Marv. David Pleat, wasn't it? David Pleat, yeah. David Pleat had to be. Marv, you know, you know him, you know him as well as I do, or better than yeah. me. You know, a manager that knew everything about the game, knew every single player. You knew when our team sheet come in. You know, when you go to the referee and they bring their team sheet, then you look at their team sheet. They got two or three changes. And he'll go, yeah, he's, he plays right back. He's not quick. He's tall. Da, da, da. He's not very good on the ball. He knew everything about everybody, Marv. But, and that's the th- I'm glad you said that, Ben, because I, I mean, I've said before that David Plea just focused on us. It was a case like, we, this is what we can do. Keep the ball moving, right? Play quickly, play yeah. sharply, right? And you'll, and you'll have a yeah. chance. And you've just turned around. If it did mention, I mean, because he didn't mention it a lot when I was playing, the opposition, it was always something negative. Yeah. Like, he's no good enough. Oh, do you know what I mean? He, yeah. Not, not, yeah. It wouldn't That's be like... Say, though, against... That's what he'd say. That's what he'd say. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's funny, because like, he used to come in, he used to come in to me uh, like when I was playing, and he'd say like, oh, you know, I was a digs, I was this and all that, like, you know, and I go, he'd say, oh, I went to a game yesterday. And he went, actually, he said, I went to three games yesterday. He'd be like, so I think to myself, 
how can he go to three games? And I think I think I remember asking him off, and he went, yeah, he said, I went from training, he said, I went down to Stamford Bridge to watch Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea reserves, kicking off at two o'clock, and then he said, I watched an hour of that, he said, and I went straight from there to Loftus Road, because QPR reserves were kicking off at three o'clock, yeah, so he watched the last 16 minutes of that, yeah, and then he said, on the way home up the M1, he said, I dropped into Watford because their reserves were kicking off at seven o'clock and watched that. <laughs> I'm really... That's the type of guy he was. That's yeah. who he was, Marv. He just, he just he knew was. everything about football. He knew everything about... Or when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, he'd go like, you see the South American football on last night and things like that. He, he just like... He just eat, sleep and breathe Live, football. Live and breathe, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was Sorry. Yeah, and I remember when I was doing, I was doing the 18s at, at Fulham going back about um, five or six years ago, and he was down, he was down there at Tottenham. We was playing Tottenham away. He was down there watching the under 18s, Tottenham under 18s, and he come over, he come over, he did, and started talking. He come over, he just seemed just walking across the place, shook his eyes, how are you, and all that. He said, and he started talking, he started talking to the boy, to the players, to the under 18s, like you know. For about a couple of minutes, and I think I think the boys knew who he was. Like I mean, I'd explained to him when he left. It was like who he was and all that. Like he was yeah. ex-Tottenham manager, Luton manager, and you know, and he was give, trying to give the boys advice and things like that, which is brilliant. Like you know, what I mean, yeah, he still heavily involved. You see him all the time. You see him all the time. I I went um, not last season, the season before, down down the Loftus Road to watch to watch the others. Um, I think I think they lost like three nil down half time. I think it was, and. He was there watching. You know what I mean? He's always he's always at games, like you know, everywhere you go, always, he's, he's always always, always at games. Yeah. Seen him at Fulham loads of times. Unbelievable. And that and this you mentioned Fulham there, that moves us on lastly to our last little bit um about what you're doing at the moment. I mean, I think I mean I I know and I'm sure a few of our listeners would know, but just talk a little bit about what your role is at the moment at, at Fulham and how you enjoying it and like the development of players and stuff like that? Yeah, I was lucky. I was lucky enough, Marv, to get to get an opportunity. I think coming through when I finished at Fulham, um, obviously do my coaching badges. You know, come at the end of my career at Fulham, I ended up having um, four operations: one of my Achilles, three of my calves. You know, in the last two years, so game time was limited. So within them two years, I I done my coaching badges, done my done my B and A license within within them two years. You know, just to keep a focus on everything, you know, so I'm not not like twiddling my thumbs, you know. And then when I finished, then it was like I was lucky enough. There was a full time opportunity come up with the under 15s, and I started started doing that. So I obviously built myself up, and then went up to the first team with Kit Simons. And then obviously when he left, I dropped back down, dropped back down to the um, to the 23s for a season. Went to do the 18s, and now I've been doing the 23s for the last um, two two or three three or four years, I think. Yep. Obviously, since I played when I was when I was when I finished at 36, um, I I've been at Fulham since since then. Like you know, so I've been I think it's my 15th season as a coach at, at Fulham, doing the 23s. Really enjoy it. Love to see the kids coming through. Love to see the kids get an opportunity in the first team. You know, and if they can't get an opportunity in our first team, you know, it needs to be make sure that they get a pathway to to somebody else's first team. What I mean when you say. 23s, Pam. How many of those players are like 21, 22, or are they like 19? Oh, there's not, there's not many, Marv. I think. I was gonna say, you know, yeah. I think we regard it, Marv. If if you've been in, if you're still in our team at the end of the 
of a third-year pro, then the likelihood is you're not really going to get a, a chance at, at, at playing in our first team, you know. You know, so a lot of our players, a lot of our players are first, second-year pros. If they get injured, then we push the best 18s up to play and try and stretch them, like, you know. Would you say it's more harder now? I mean, again, what age was you? Well, did you get into Luton? What, I, I mean, I know you was young. Um, yeah, do you think it's harder, it's harder now for the players to, to break into the first teams? I think, I think it is, Marv, yeah. I think it is because because managers get changed, you know, lifespan for managers probably, what, about 18 months, isn't it, on average? You know, I don't think, unless unless you've been told by the owners or something like that, then then I don't think they're going to gamble on on youth. They, they probably want more experienced players than... Than, than gambling with youth players, you know, and giving people opportunities, you know. You know, was obviously, especially the lower leagues, you, you know, you try and get them out on loan for them to get a profile. And they come back if they've done well, then and then you might, you know, get away pre-season with, with the first team and, you know, go, go and impress and see, see if you can push your way in there, you know. Probably that's, that's probably one of the safest ways of getting an opportunity in the first team now, you know. Especially, yeah, I mean, especially with especially with international games. A lot of international games are are in in June now as well. You know, so right. by the time they finish, them international players might come back a couple of weeks later than everybody else. So then, t- probably to make their squad up to 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 a training group, they'd probably take from the 23s. And you gotta say to the boys, listen, you know, it's an opportunity for you. You know, yeah. you know, go and show him. If you don't, wanna, I I I said um, I don't really want I don't really want to see you again. I'm not being horrible, yeah. I said, but I don't want to see you again. And you probably should be saying the same thing. I don't want to see you again because you don't want to be coming back to the 23s. You know? No, you're but right. It's funny, it's funny. I was telling my mate who does it does it with me, um, uh, Colin does the 23s with me. It, um, I said, Oh, Luton signed a player on deadline day, I said, from um, Warsaw, Elijah, Adebayo. We had we uh, Elijah was been in our system. I'd coached Elijah from from he come into me at under 15s and probably right the way through. Obviously, when I've moved up the levels as well, he's moved up and he ended up with the 23s. And again, he's had that second season um, or second or third season as a, as a 23s player. Obviously, we released him. And it's, it's fantastic how he's got to Walsall, scored enough goals. And he's he's had to go drop down a couple of leagues to come back up, you know, which is fantastic and great to see them boys doing that. And and, yeah. and did you feel that that would be the case, Pem? I mean, generalising, looking at him, you even though you released him, was it a case where you thought, well, you know, it's not not Get that he's going to come back and be like a a twenty five million player, but he'll have a career. You know, when you have players and you say, yeah. you know what, he'll have a career. He's going to have yeah, a career, of course. He will. But then some some surprise you as well, Marv. You know, because you know it's like you have to be given an opportunity as well. You know, and and you know my time at Luton, Marv. You know. I got my opportunity because my best mate got injured. Who I was in digs with, with Kerry. Kerry, who's done his knee ligaments. And then I stepped into the team. You know what I mean? So as much as, much as football is, is a nice, nice game to play, you know, there's, there's, there's a, not a nasty side, but, you know, that side of, I got, I, got, I got my opportunity through somebody else's downfall then. You know what I mean? There's a certain amount of luck. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. You have to be in the right time, right place, but... It's correct, but I've mentioned this before because we've. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure if it was on Daishi's when we were talking about the same thing or, who, or whoever it was. But you got the opportunity, but Pem, you took it. So obviously you were ready. That's the biggest yeah. thing. What I'm saying is that sometimes 
kids will get an opportunity, but they're not ready, Pem. They're yeah. not ready. Yeah, this, you was this ready. What, yeah, this is what this is why I say to the boys, you know, some boys have gone up and trained with the first team and come back down and then they're disappointed and you know and and then you have to manage them then, Marv, when they've come back down and say, Look, right, let's let's cut let's like cut it down. I said, like, you're not there. You need to start playing well here. Yeah. Because they can call you at any time to go back in. And you'd be more disappointed if you go in there and think, I've not trained well for the last couple of weeks or I'm not 100% fit and things like that. And then you don't give yourself a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you have to yeah. keep on these boys all the time, like, you know? Because they'll just call you somebody know, not... different in next time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and you you might you might only get one chance yeah. to yeah. go and train with them, you know? And people, and unfortunately, in that in that higher higher end of the first team, you know, people form opinions really quickly. Yeah, the players will be in the manager's ear saying he ain't any good. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know, but the boy the boys the players know when 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 you send something up there and they're good and you know you can see you can see what they're like. You know what I mean, you know, the players that we has come through through our system like you know what I mean at Fulham, you can see when they've gone up like they've been really good players like you know. People like Sessignon and stuff. Yeah, Sess Ryan's done done well. Obviously, he's gone out on loan now, but he's Ryan's still still a young kid. Like you know, I mean, he's still learning his trade. You know, we, you know, you'll probably see the best of Ryan now in the next starting in the next couple of years. You know, you've got um, what, what, Moussa, Moussa Dembele just gone to Atletico Madrid, who's in our system as well. You know, for for from from sixteen up, up until he left to go to Celtic. You know, them yeah, type of players are like. Yeah. How old, how old is he? How old is Dembele? Dembele must be, look, he must be 23, 24, Marv. It's nice. Like, I mean, when he went up to Celtic, and I think he had... No, he's a bit old, yeah. I mean, yeah, but even so, but he was at Celtic, and I remember seeing, and I'm thinking, he's good. He's a, he's a, the pace, and just, he's going to be like, he was going to come on the scene, in my opinion, and be like, yeah. go again, like for big, yeah. big, big money. And I'm talking... Yeah. The, the the real Madrids and all that stuff. I'm thinking he is a yeah. great prospect, but it's just yeah, not. He was um, he he was he's quick. He's 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 a good size. Good in the air, you know. Powerful, powerful boy, like you know, and knows knows exactly where he's going. Knows exactly his focus. Very confident young man as well in his ability and what what he's good at, which is good Fabulous. to see, Marvio. Well, that's it then. Well done. Pem, Fabulous. Listen. Yes. I just want to say thank you very much to yeah. Mark Pembridge um, for taking his time. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Mark Pembridge's My Best 11. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe at My Best 11 Pod and leave us a five star rating. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at My Best 11 Pod. Email. My best pod at gmail.com. Thank you.